Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm your host, Steve Kramer. Thanks for joining us today as I share with you my four phases of form shooting, something that I came up with as I was beginning to do more and more individual training, player development camps, coaches clinics, and I saw that there were different issues that players were having throughout the progression of their shot. So I broke it down into four different levels. My hope is that you can take at least a couple nuggets and apply it to your coaching style, your strategies as you teach shooting to make you a better coach. If you want access to all this, we have it on video, PDF, and much greater detail than I'm giving in this episode at member.crimmerbasketball.com. We'll also have it available on our new coaching website coming up next month, October of 2020. Thanks for checking out this episode. Let's get to the show. Welcome to our quick tip episode as I talk about form shooting. I get the chance to work with players from around the country and shooting is one of the most asked about pieces of instruction when I'm working with different players and coaches. And I've really put a lot of time and effort into breaking down form shooting in a way that can be easy for players to understand, to improve upon, easy for coaches to implement within their program, but at the same time, giving players the room to develop their authentic shot. All you have to do is go around and look at the best shooters in the world, and you know that they don't shoot it, the shot doesn't look exactly the same. And as a coach who teaches shooting, a big part of my job and what pays the bills is teaching shooting, I understand that you're not a robot. Right. God didn't make everybody the same. Their, their body, their shape, what's authentic for them is going to be different. So as we go through my four phases of form shooting, I want it to remain clear that I'm not trying to make robots with my players. It's as simple as knowing there are certain things that we want to be consistent and have within our shots while giving players the wiggle room, the the ability to be authentic with what works best for them. So some of the reasons that form shooting is so important is, and some of the mistakes that players make when they're going through their form shooting, I want to touch on first one, I think players do form shooting too close to the basket. You see a lot of players that are right next to the basket. It's almost like they're doing a layup or a finishing drill. Well, that's what you're working on then. You're not working on actual shooting because you're so close to the basket. So for the majority of our players, I want a five, six feet away, could be even farther than that. A distance where it's actually a shot. We still wanna be close, wanna get our our makes up, we wanna see the basketball go through the hoop many, many times, right? Mindset, the, the mental confidence that is built from seeing the basketball go through the hoop, that's important as well. But we wanna be close, but not too close. When a player standing next to the basket and their head is up and their follow through is always way up above their head, that's not a shot. Okay, we got to back up a little bit. That's a layup. That's a floater. The other thing that players make the mistake of when they're working on the form shooting is not actually addressing an issue within their shot. And if you're not addressing an issue within your shot, then why are you working on? I mean, for form shooting, you want to teach younger youth players, 
how to shoot, some of the mechanics of it. And then as players get older, why do we continue to do form shooting? Okay, well, then we can make little tweaks out of it, right? You already know how to shoot at that point, but there may be a small tweak that we can knock out and improve upon through these four phases. That's key. And then there's still many players who don't do form shooting at all. They just get in the gym, they start jacking up shots, and we don't want that. We'll, we want to be specific. We want to say, hey, we're going to knock down 50 form shots before we get into our other shooting progression. So I'm going to show you the four progressions that I've come up with over the years of having Kramer basketball as my, as my business. So phase one form shooting, we always start from the ground up, right? Our shooting stance. Now with our shooting stance, I'm all about our players being on balance, being bouncy. They feel like they can pop off of the floor. And so when we have, again, it's, authentic to the player. I recommend a shoulder width stance when we're shooting the basketball. Some players like a little more narrow, some a little bit wider. Now you're asking, do, you, do I prefer a turn or toes to target? If, you're, if you said, hey, you have to pick one, I'd pick the turn. Am I a right or wrong kind of coach with that? No, no. In fact, I, I'm more concerned about a player getting the ball and their right shoulders slightly in front of their left shoulder if they're a right-handed player, more so than is the foot slightly turned or straight to the target. And when I say turn, I'm saying slight turn. Like if I'm a right foot to 12 o'clock, you might turn it to an 11 o'clock, right? Not a, a big turn. If we get into too big of a turn with our stance, it's very difficult to go the opposite direction and shoot it, especially off the dribble. If I'm shooting and my right foot is always turned to 10 o'clock, okay, am I going to be able to catch and shoot off that? I'll be able to shoot pretty well. It'd be a little harder to open up and receive passes that are to my right if my turn is so much facing my left. And I'm going to be able to pull up off the dribble going to my left pretty easily. But what if I'm driving right and I want to pull up off of, off of the dribble and I'm going to have to twist my hip and the basketball all the way back to my left? that's where it can get a little tricky. And that's why so many players prefer pulling up going to the left as they may want to adjust their stance slightly. I'm not saying don't use the turn because I prefer the turn. That's how, you know, as a young player, I was fortunate enough to have coaches that taught me to shoot either way. One camp I might go to, coach says, Steve, toes the target, shoot this way. And, so, and I would listen and I would try to apply it. And the next camp I would go to, this is a long time ago, you know, people were teaching me the, the turn well before it was, was popular or even had that name. But Steve, angle, angle your feet this way, okay? Shoot it like that. That's going to give you the best chance to make it. I'd try that. And I just did whatever was, was most comfortable for me and what I saw high-level players shooting the basketball in the 90s growing up, you're watching Michael Jordan, he had to turn his stance. Um, so I'm sure that played a, a role in why I tried shooting with a turn as well. But with phase one, we talk a lot about our stance and then we bring it up into one hand form shooting. Now I used to be against this because I was saying, why would I practice shooting it with one hand if I would never shoot it from with one hand in a game? right? Let's just be as similar to the game as possible. So my form shooting would be with two hands. And the majority of my playing career, that's how I did my form shooting. And it worked. 
But I also understand that for most players, if they have a big thumb flick with their guide hand, it can be important for us to get some reps in without that and then work on adding it. And the other reason that I think one hand form shooting does have its place is balance. And I think this is the most important reason why players should get some reps in shooting it one handed is because if I hold the basketball with two hands, that basketball does not have to be balanced in one for me to shoot the basketball towards the hoop. When I put in one, that thing has to be on balance. And so we talk a lot about hand placement on the basketball, depending on hand shape, you might be a pointer finger shooter or a middle finger shooter or a split finger shooter, all depends on how your hand is shaped and what's the center of the basketball. But we wanna get the basketball coming off of our pointer finger and our middle finger when it releases the ball, keeping it off of a thumb release, a ring finger, pinky finger release, we need the basketball on balance. So if I hold the basketball out in front of me, I'm in my shooting stance, I'm you know six feet in front of the basket, I hold the basketball out in front of me, I got a little air room, but not much between the basketball and my palm, and I turn the basketball, and as I bring the basketball up, that basketball is balanced. It's not falling out to the left, the right, forward, backward. My palm, my hand is underneath the ball. And now I'm practicing my phase one form shooting from there. That's a good start. Now I mentioned the offhand. So what do I do with the offhand? I'm not putting it behind my back. I think that's really uncomfortable. I don't think that's translates a lot to game application. So we still have the guide hand active. We just put it two inches away from the ball. So I have my right hand, I'm a right-handed shooter. I look at the basketball, it's out in front of me. I hold out, my fingers are pointing away from me. I bring the basketball up. My palm is underneath the basketball. I bring my guide hand up. The guide hand is not touching the ball, it's just a couple inches away. And I take that phase one form shot with one hand and my guide hand remains close to the basketball up until the flick of the wrist. And I'm concentrating on an elbow above the eyebrow finish, a strong snap with my wrist, really feeling the basketball come off my pointer finger, middle finger area specific to the player, making sure that I'm not twisting my wrist on the follow through. Some players will shoot the basketball and their follow through almost looks like they're shaking hands with you know, a giant, for example, their pointer finger would be down, their wrist is totally flipped, so their palm would be facing, you know, if I'm right-handed, my palm would be facing the left, right? And some will follow through and they're really twisting their wrist out. We want that wrist snap so the basketball is coming off the tips of those fingers and then our palm is going back down to the floor. Now, some coaches that I've, I've installed our four phases of form shooting with, they take it even a step farther. So instead of four phases, they break phase one down into two different pieces and they'll do the one hand form shooting. And then they'll put the second hand on the ball and do the two hand form shooting before they get into to phase two. So what does phase two look like? We've talked about phase one being one hand form shooting with the guide hand off of the ball. I'm not even using my legs. I'm not jumping. It's just about my shooting stance, basketball being balanced and I follow through on the shot. Once I get to phase two, now we're putting our second hand on the basketball, but we're working on the motion of bringing the basketball up. And this one seems simple, but I think this is where so many players start making mistakes 
with game application shooting, working on a quicker release. If I have the basketball around my waist, around my belly button, and I begin to bring the basketball up and then out into my shot, players will start to use a two motion or a lock and load type shot where the basketball comes up, it stops around their forehead, the point where they're taking their release towards the basket, and then it starts again as they go into their follow through. They've basically broken their shots into two pieces. We want the fluid shot. We want something that it may not be a true one motion shot, but it resembles more of a one motion shot. And so as we get our second hand on the basketball, we're really concentrating on bringing it low to high, up and then out with a fluid motion. And we wanna make sure that our players aren't bringing the basketball too far back, okay? And that was a mistake that I made as a younger player working on my shot, was the basketball would come up and then once it would get into around my forehead area, I would start to bring it back more so towards the side of my head and then out again. A little bit of a slingshot, right? I want to get a little extra extra power, and so I would slingshot. Not a great idea. We want that extra power to come from our core, from our hips, from our legs, and not have to upper body it through there. Some players can do that, right? And you see many of them in the, in the NBA, okay? But but for the majority of us, right, who aren't as genetically blessed, we really want to make sure that everything is fluid and we're using our entire body to create that momentum coming up into the shot. So that phase two is key. Note, we're not using the legs yet. We have shooting stance. And at start of phase one, where we held the basketball in one hand, we brought it up to our release point around our forehead, wherever that is for you. Basketball's on balance and we take the shot. Now we've put two hands on the basketball and we're working on fluid motion from low to high. And when I follow through on the shot, I'm not simply concentrating on my follow through with my shooting hand. I'm concentrating just as much on my guide hand. Where is my guide hand? Is it actually guiding and helping aim the shot? So my off hand should be finishing next to the top of my forearm or my shooting wrist on the follow through. And I recommend with our players, I would say two taps. And so when they follow through on the shot, before they put their hands down, their offhand is gonna tap the top of their forearm or their shooting wrist twice to make sure that they didn't use their big thumb flick to make sure that their offhand, when they followed through on the shot, wasn't way down by their elbow or their shoulder. It's, I'm amazed when I do go around and run shooting camps, how many players will work on their shot and their offhand is a foot, foot and a half from their shooting hand when they finish their follow through. And I'm telling them, listen, you just shot it like a foot and a half one handed. That's going to be really tough to maintain that type of balance when you're shooting it with a defender in a live game situation, right? You're going to need as much balance as you can possibly get, not just from your feet, but from that guide hand. Keep the guide hand on until the elbow and wrist break through on the finish. And, that, and that's all, all it is. But keep that guide hand on until you get that to that point. It's going to give you more balance on the shot. Now, as we go through all of these phases, I'm forgetting. I mean, I could talk for an hour doing a coach's clinic on just the things that we try to break down within our form shooting series. That's why we got it all on video. That's why we have it um, in you know printable PDF downloads for coaches and players. But this is the, 
the gist of it, the overall overview for this quick tip episode. Phase three is what I call body motion shooting. Ball low, body low to ball high, body high. Now we're incorporating the legs and our hips into our shot. And if you listen to an episode that we had done before when we talked about shooting, I was talking about the importance of making sure that our hips are back, right? Hips are back for playing. Our hips are back for shooting. So many coaches and players say, I got to bend my legs more. I need to bend my legs more. Bend my knees. You hear that all the time. I'm more concerned with players breaking at the hips. The legs are going to automatically bend slightly when we get our hips back. And you see with good shooters, there's generally not a ton of knee bend, right? There's some, there's some. But if we can work on getting the the hips back, that is going to incorporate the lower body and the upper body strength as we continue to come up into the shot. So with phase three, now we're incorporating the legs I'm telling them to break at the hips. And so now the ball is low around my midsection when my hips are back and my body is low. And then I say ball high, body high. So as the basketball comes up, my hips start to go from back to front. And when my hips go from back to front, my body naturally is going to come up and I'm gonna push through the floor. So that now I'm finishing up on my toes. So it's very simple, ball low, body low to ball high, body high. Kids might you know, like start small, finish tall, something that rhymes. Okay. But we're bringing in the upper body follow through and the lower body stance that we've talked about. Now we're incorporating the middle of our body, break at the hips, knees are slightly bent. And now we come up and take the shot. One of the mistakes that players make when they're shooting the basketball, they break at the hips and their chest goes down. Okay. So if you see a player who's really working on on their shot and their chest isn't up so much, but their chest, when they bring their hips back is more so facing and angling towards the floor. Now, when they go up into their shot, they're almost doing a mini back extension to get their head and their body and their shoulder upright so they can actually release the shot. That's a sign, that's a, that's a mistake. You, you need to fix that with, with your players, all right? I haven't met a a good shooter who does that, okay? But a lot of players will make that mistake. So we're breaking at the hips and we're sitting down, but for the most part, my chest is up. Is it gonna be, is my back gonna be absolutely straight and perpendicular to the floor? No, okay? But being able to break at the hips and keep my chest up instead of angled towards the floor is gonna allow me to minimize some of that extra movement when we get a lot of extra movement in our shot, that's where players start to make some mistakes. And then the other thing with phase three is we're always finishing up on the toes. So ball low, body low, hips are back. I'm in my shooting stance. And as I come up and finish on my shot, I'm making sure that I'm finishing up on my toes. Once we've done that, now we go into phase four of our form shooting series, which is game speed shots. Now, As we've progressed through phase one, phase two, phase three, once we get to phase three, we start to back it out a little bit. So if we were working at six feet for phase one, phase two, might go phase three at nine feet. And now when I go phase four game speed shots, I might go phase four at 10 feet, 11 feet, 12 feet, working my way back towards the free throw line, right? And now it's just like it sounds like, 
we're working on popping off of the floor. Now players, some players jump higher, some players don't jump as high. What do I want you to do with your game, game speed shot? I want the basketball to be fluid as it comes out. So when you catch the basketball, you're pushing through the floor. It's ball low, body low to ball high, body high. Again, we're concentrating more on, on our hips than we are on our legs as we spring up. And the basketball needs to come out clean. For the majority of players, getting your hand underneath the basketball will not happen until the basketball is around forehead height. For some players, especially those that are a little more flexible, they, they can get a little lower around, around their nose. Um, you've probably heard coaches say, you know, 90s, get 90 degrees with your forearm, get 90 degrees with, with your wrist. I'm going to tell you right now, my body will not go 90 degrees. If I try to take my wrist and I try to bend it 90 degrees back, my wrist isn't doing that. Okay. It's not happening. It, it will go like 50, 45 degrees, something like that. Maybe I'm just really stiff, but in order for me to get my palm underneath the basketball, I'm really concentrating on getting the basketball up a little bit higher simply because that's where I can get the most balance on the basketball from. And so that's just an example I wanted to give you personally for me of when you're working with your players, you got to understand their body type a little bit. I don't think we do that enough. Um, I think that it's important for us to give players the wiggle room to develop what works for them while giving them a guideline to stay inside of, to help them be successful, give them a plan. All right. So phase one is one hand form shooting where we're concentrating on stance. We're not using the offhand, but we're keeping it up towards our shooting wrist on the follow through phase two, both hands on the basketball. We're not using our legs. We're not jumping. It's just working on low to high fluid motion, not stopping the shot. Once we've started it, phase three is our body motion where my hips are hips are back ball low body low to ball high body high again not stopping the shot once we've started it not bringing the basketball back fluid motion offhand finishes next to the shooting wrist and we're finishing up on the toes and then phase four is game game speed shots and through our form shooting series we've slowly pulled our distance away from the basket a little bit right i've forgotten many things that we break down with our camps, our instruction, our PDFs, our, our videos. That's why, you know, I'm not giving away necessarily any secrets. Like these, this is the, the overview of our four phases of form shooting. If you want access in much greater detail, our player program is at member.cramerbasketball.com. We have many high school basketball coaches are, who are in that because they want all the, the videos, the drills, the PDFs, the, the workouts. If you're looking for something bigger, than that, our website will come out in October of 2020. So you can reach out to me, contact at kremerbasketball.com, at Coaches One on Twitter, and I'll be happy to share with you all of the player development as well as some of the coaching strategies, X's and O's, program development that we're going to have inside there. Thank you for listening to this quick tip episode, although it may not have been that quick, all right? but there's a lot of things you guys could have done today. You chose to spend a little time listening to this podcast. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. If you found this beneficial, be sure to share it out somebody that will go a long way as we continue to build out the coach's edge. Get after it today.